0: You made it. Checked out of office to check into the sweet views of this place where the kids aren't asking for the Wi-Fi.
1: Mom, can we go to the pool?
0: And when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. You're listening to The Big Back with me, Darrell this is the podcast where we discuss everything related to the canine world with the biggest pet professionals in Ireland. From pet shop owners to groomers, behaviour specialists and vets. In each episode, I'll be joined by the best dogs in the world, Bruno and Millie. And along with our guests, we look at the headlines shaping the canine industry review the best products, check out the most dog-friendly venues in Ireland and we also meet with dog owners to find out more about the bonds that make a dog man's best friend. It's Bruno's birthday this week, so we're asking you what it is you do for your dog's birthday to make it amazing from parties to presents and birthday cakes. We look at how dog birthdays are now considered normal. We also chat with Emma Cancel, trainee dog groomer in Cork, and find out how she got on her career path to being a dog groomer. All this to come on The Big Bang. Happy New Year and a big welcome to series 2 of The Big Bark with me Dara Burke. Joining me in hot seat today as always are my amazing dogs Millie and Bruno with their awesome waggy tails. Bruno turned the big four this week so let's give a huge happy birthday to the best boy ever. Happy birthday! He got absolutely spoiled and I'm going to be chatting All about that a bit later on in the show. Coming up later on, we will be joined by our special guest Emma Cansale from Cork who will share her story of becoming a dog groomer and her journey to getting there as well as chatting about her love for dogs and a special bond that she shares with her own four babies. So, given the week that's in it, we're chatting about what you do to make your dog's birthday really, really special. Now, it turns out that over 18% of dog owners in Ireland throw their dog at birthday party each year, with over 40% of dog owners are making to buy their dog special birthday presents. Is that surprising? I think not. Particularly when they are our best pals. They run to greet us at the front door each day. Give us lots of cuddles. Of our babies, they absolutely deserve to have their birthdays celebrated. And now it's gone to the stage where people don't even bat an eyelid anymore. If you say to someone, hey, uh, do you want to come to my dog's birthday party? I'm I'm having a party for my dog this week. Would you like to come? It's become completely normal. And it's a sign that our culture has changed to celebrate our dogs just as they deserve to be celebrated. Many people responded this week to a poll that I put out on Instagram to see what kind of things people do for their dogs worthless. Now many people say they have a party for their dogs. But there are just a handful here that I do want to mention. Now, let me just bring that up. So, first of all, we have Jennifer on Insta. That's the handle. And Jennifer, when she was asked what she does for her dog's birthday, uh, party with 25 people. It's getting bigger every year, Jennifer says. Next up, we have... Logan and Leah's World. And Logan and Leah's World. Says. Big party. Decorations. And lots of presents. And cake. Each year. But from the Instagram responses. This is actually my favourite one here now. And it comes in from. The, uh, the handle. Rufina. R-U-F-E-N-I-A. Uh, beautiful husky dogs there. And the response was. We take them to the beach buy them a burger and chicken nuggets and eat beside the sea to celebrate our birthday now that is just that that's awesome it's like you take your dogs to mcdonald's for their birthday and you completely spoil them and i love that now as well as the responses that we got on instagram those were just a few that i wanted to call out we also got an email from sarah from who listens to each episode all the way from montreal And here is what Sarah sent in an email. Hi guys, my golden retriever Bailey and I listen to each episode and we love the show. For Bailey's birthday, I create a giant tennis ball pit using a plastic swimming pool. Invite all of the doggies from Bailey's daycare group along with their humans. So that's 20 dogs and 15 humans in total. And we have a lot of fun together. The adults have wine and human food, how bad? While the dogs get the doggy beer and lots of treats. So Bailey always gets lots of presents from all the guests and I buy a two-tier birthday cake, which is made with all dog-friendly ingredients from my friend Abby, who this year made a pink, heart-shaped chicken and beef two-tier cake. I also buy a second birthday cake so that all the adults can share it, and this is that's specifically for the for the humans. Uh, a lot of people think I'm strange when I invite into my dog's birthday party, but I don't have any human children, and Bailey is my child. She's my girl, and I would do anything for her. We're best friends, and I want her to know that not just on her birthday, but every day. So. She, she wants Bailey to know her best friends every day. And that's completely normal. And I completely understand that. So she also says that might be strange to other people. But I see nothing wrong with spoiling her dog. Especially on their big day. Sarah we don't think you're weird at all. In, in fact. I want you to send me a picture. Of this ball bit Because I really want to know how it's done. And I want to build one for Bruno and Millie. And for anyone else who does amazing things for their dog's birthday, be sure to send us a quick email, send us a message on Facebook or Instagram, or you can send us an email to thebigbark at So, that's just some of the things that people do for their dogs. And as Sarah said, for many people, their dogs are their children, their babies, And for me, that's the case as well. So Bruno got very spoiled this week. We got a pack of buns that we checked were dog friendly. And we put candles into the buns. So we had two candles in each bun. We gave one to him and one to Millie. We lit the candles and we sang happy birthday to them. So Bruno got lots and lots of treats and got toys to play with too. And him and Millie got to wear a party hat. And although it wasn't Millie's birthday. We also got her a few treats and toys as well. Because obviously if I get one for one of them. We can't leave the other one out. Because they're our babies as I said. And they're very, very important to us. Now it wasn't a big party. It was myself, Jen, Millie and Bruno. In the kitchen of my house. But. It was a great evening we had a blast and Bruno was so so happy but so tired after all the playing and all the treats and all everything else so there's so many different things now that you can get for your dog's birthday it's not a massive market yet in Ireland the pet industry as a whole is huge but the birthday industry is still growing so we have a few dog bakeries we have doggy daycare venues that have a party for your dog. And of course, you can get them all the best treats. And obviously cake, get them just get them parsecco, get them doggy beer, things like that. They many doggies actually love that. But you know, in the US, the UK, Australia, this is a massive, massive industry. You have Dog party planners, party venues, bakeries that produce birthday cakes that actually rival wedding cakes. Now, earlier on when I was just flicking through Instagram, I came across a three-tier cake. Now, I thought it was a wedding cake at first. There was a dog standing in the forehead next to it. dog had a big smile on his face. And I genuinely thought the dog was the best man or something I went, It was actually... I talked about the cake. And it was done in San Francisco. Now I can't find the post right now. But if I find the post later. I'll reach out to our Instagram. If you want to have a look at our Instagram. It's berkin-mad-ie. So look. Bruno had a great birthday. And you know. We don't actually know what date Millie's birthday is. So instead. We celebrate her gotcha day in the summer. And we'll be talking about all that later on the year in another episode. And it's just as big a thing as a dog's birthday nowadays. If you don't know when your dog's birthday is, the gotcha day is the next thing. So hopefully we have many more birthdays and we have many more gotcha days with Bruno and Millie. Now later on we're going to check out the doggies available for rehoming from Limerick Animal Welfare. We're going to announce our Dog of the Week from Spotify or Jesus from Spotify, from Instagram I should say. i got Spotify in the brain now with all this podcast stuff. But coming up after this we're going to be chatting with our guest for today Emma Cancel from Cork. We'll be right back with that just after this quick advert. tired of using bad quality poop bags to pick up after your dog. Are you fed up of poop falling all over your hands when you're trying to clean up your dog's mess? Well then it's time that you give a mop a try. A two ply bag with a huge bottom pouch which forms into a mitt making it really simple and hygienic to clean up your doggy's mess. A durable bag with a large capacity. Muppet will be the only dog waste bag that you'll ever need to buy again. Check out Muppets Island on Facebook or go to muttmits.ie to get yours today. Alright, so welcome back to the Big Bark, and I'm joined on the line now by Emma Cancel, a trainee dog groomer uh from uh cork uh emma how are you doing
1: hi how are you thanks a million for having me on
0: you're very welcome and thank you for being a part of the show today so emma no problem, very you're good. you're training to be a dog groomer uh down in cork i
1: am indeed i am indeed yes
0: so what okay so first of all tell me a bit about like Obviously, you have a huge love for dogs and tell me a bit about your love for dogs and a bit about your own dogs as oh. well.
1: Oh, well, it started since I was like a kid. My mom always told me my first word, like usually your first word would be daddy or mommy, but my first word was doggy. And from then, from when I was a baby, I've just always loved dogs. It wasn't even, to be honest, it wasn't my first career choice. I tried a lot of different things. Um, but then I just kind of fell in love with it. And I've, I've had dogs since I was young. I have three of my own babies at the moment.
0: Okay, good. And what are your dog's names?
1: So there is Lucy, Milo, and my baby Zeus.
0: Okay, and what breeds are there?
1: So, uh, Milo is a cross. He's a uh, mix between a Bichon Fries and a Westie. Lucy is a bit of a mystery because we actually adopted her and uh, from Alouan Rescue. And uh, we're, <laughs> to be honest, she could be a mixture of everything. There's definitely some terrier in her, but we haven't quite pinpointed it yet. Um, so, she's a mix of a lot of things. And then my baby Zeus, uh, he is a lab collie. Oh,
0: lovely. And I two a labs.
1: lot of yeah <laughs> yeah have, the collie definitely a lot more work than the beach ones yeah, anyway
0: honestly, so. i have two labs here myself <laughs> so i i know how much how much work is involved in dogs. so
1: big dogs love it though
0: <laughs> exactly I, I love the big dogs myself and why did you choose uh what made you choose the career path of being a dog groomer like a lot of people well lose, it um, actually like, A lot of people choose, like say, maybe go into the lines of behaviour. But what's what kind of stuck out to you about Mm. dog groomer?
1: Well, it actually didn't even start as a groomer. So uh what happened was I got Zeus when he was a puppy and I'd like I've had dogs all my life, but I never actually like because I was so young when I first got dogs I never knew a lot about training and I never knew like a lot a lot about like behavior or anything really so when I got Zeus as a pup I kind of wanted to know everything that I possibly could on like raising him properly and just like different training techniques and what was the right thing to do what was the wrong thing to do I was literally like a mother that just had a child and she's gone to all these classes and gets out the books and things like that so it was basically like that when I got my dog I just wanted to find out everything that I could just to kind of give him the happiest life that I could. So it started then basically I was just looking around for training classes for him, for like puppy socialization and things like that. And I um, I ended up getting an internship in a doggy daycare. And so I was working, so I, I done like half of my internship and then I got hired in the doggy daycare. So I was working in the doggy daycare for about a year and I was just kind of learning about different behaviors like dog behaviors how to kind of interact with dogs Just so many different things that I never knew and it really like helped me a lot just to understand dogs because like beforehand I didn't know honestly I didn't know like I obviously knew about dogs but nothing what I had learned and then um, after I kind of got into the daycare I did like
0: I'm an aficionado. I'm a sneakerhead. I'm a foodie. Gamer. I'm a gym rat.
1: There are many names for enthusiast.
0: A fashionista.
1: But there's only one way to become one. By going all in. The Lexus IS sports sedan is our obsession. Relentlessly engineered and designed to be the most responsive IS ever. It's what we call going all in on the sports sedan. The Lexus IS. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more training kind of aspect of it but they also had a groomers and then I used to kind of just go upstairs and hang around the grooming room and just like it just fascinated me I just absolutely loved it and then uh, I just started kind of do, doing small things like washing blow dries and things like that and it just hooked me and ever since then I just wanted to become a groomer and just had my heart set on it.
0: Brilliant. And how then did you uh, make the transition? How did you actually, you said that you did um, like a bit of wash and blow dry, but what, where did you actually go then from there to actually get you on your career path to being a groomer?
1: So basically I, the pet, The shop that I'm working in now, I work in Pets Plus, shout out to them. They're absolutely fantastic family run business uh, here in Cork. Um, They kind of gave me the opportunity to do some practice and training in their studio. So just kind of just things like washes and blow dries, things that I was already kind of trained to do beforehand. And then I was like, right. So now I have to get my qualifications in order because like, like there is no real kind of thing in Ireland which is a bit strange like you don't have to have qualifications to become become a groomer but it sure is it sure helps you know in that kind of way because it just kind of makes you look more professional and obviously the more training you have the better so I just kind of um, I now I'm in St John's and I'm just studying basically getting all my qualifications just just become fully qualified and know what I'm doing and have loads of different techniques under my belt.
0: And just coming back to what you said there, you mentioned um, that there's no real regulation. Do you feel that that's something that will change over time? Or, like, it's something that definitely should change over time, but do you feel it, like, there's enough... Well, I
1: hope it, like,
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Well, I do... Well, it is something that I think that should definitely change, to be honest. I don't think that there is enough laws protecting animals in Ireland in general. But I do think it is something that should train. I I know a lot of groomers probably would like eat me for saying this because now there is a lot of groomers that have been grooming for years. They don't have a qualification under their belt, but they've had experience and they would be like they could outrank any groomer that has a qualification. So don't get me wrong in saying that you need a qualification to be a good groomer. But it also eliminates the people who like grooming is a dangerous job. Like they're, they're like it's a great job. You get to go and you get to see different dogs all the time, and it, it's fantastic. But like you, you have sharp objects, you have blades, you have a lot of things that can go wrong. So it is always good just to have just to know and have that peace of mind that when you're bringing your baby into a grooming room that the person does have that kind of qualification and they do have that cop on to follow safety procedures and to, to procedures even and just so so you know you have that peace of mind and I, I do think there should be some sort of test like or minimum requirement in grooming that just shows someone has a little bit of cop on to know that you you have sharp objects and there are potential dangers in grooming.
0: Very good. And to be honest, now that after today's announcement from uh, Leinster House that there's an election uh, on the 8th of February, hopefully the next government to come in might actually do more about uh, animal regulation in Ireland because it's something in all areas, it's like not just in grooming, in training, in even like with the amount of uh, dog walkers, dog kennels that are out there that are unregulated something definitely needs to be done and I would hope that the next one. One
1: hundred percent. Yeah.
0: So okay, so what do you what do you love about the role so far? What do you love about like training to be a dog groomer?
1: Oh, well, obviously the dogs. <laughs> like as I said, I've worked in a lot, a lot of different uh, kind of career paths. Like I've, I've been a waitress. I've, I've worked like so many different paths, and it's just the, the passion that I have for animals. Just coming into work, it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like you know your typical nine to five. Hate coming into the place. Hate, hate, just like general work. You actually are excited about it, and you start getting your regular customers and you're excited to see them and you're like it's it's just i suppose the dogs is the main thing really like just being able to to spend your day working with dogs is my favorite part of it
0: that's fantastic and it sounds like like it sounds like a dream job to be honest and what challenges have you faced so far like i know like it's hard i suppose it's hard to say but like when you look at like for example what what will be the most challenging dog that you've had so far
1: well (laughs) there's a few so don't get me wrong like it is amazing like training to be a groomer and working in the environment and the dogs but it is not an easy job and I think that's one thing that when people are training to be a groomer they kind of take for granted because you don't realize how much work it is and it's not as like as easy as oh I'm just going to brush a dog today and give him a wash no there is there's a lot into it like you have your physical rest- like your physical restraint on you where like it's it's a lot on your actual body your wrists carrying yourselves working around the dog but also the condition that the dogs come in and like sometimes that they can come in and it it, it could be heartbreaking honestly it can really really heartbreaking to see some and like some dogs that come in just completely matted and just kind of neglected and like you know poo rubbed like everywhere like it's in that kind of sense it's not it's not an easy job to have like because you kind of have to make the decision what's best for the dog then when you have customers who are saying that they want a dog styled in a certain way and then you're like well hold on a minute now your dog is matted down from the skin and like the only thing only good thing to do for this dog would be just to shave all its hair off and start again and of course you don't want to do that but there's just there's cases where that happens and it's 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 not nice to see like it's not and it's not nice to see dogs uncomfortable and in pain so that and like the matting obviously that kind of thing it it is painful and it's very very uncomfortable for dogs and you know it's not nice to see in that way so i suppose that would be a thing that uh would be a downside to the job but also when you kind of see when you get rid of all the mats and when you you see the dog they're they're just like a new dog they they don't have the pain and they don't have like their the hair pulling at their skin and it, it is nice to see them the finished job and to see that the dog's happy again but to see some conditions that the dogs come in that is that is quite tough
0: Yeah I can I can definitely imagine and like it doesn't sound like an easy job even what you were saying about the just the restraints on like the physical restraints and it's got to be a very tough job being on your feet all day as well but at the same time a very rewarding job as well
1: Oh uh, exactly it's so rewarding and like obviously like uh, to the level I I plan to be at like I still have a lot of training and a lot of learning that I have to do and like that's that's going to take years this is not a craft that you kind of perfect overnight but uh like when, when i do hope to be at the level i'm at like i would love to do you know strays and dogs that like have matting and have been neglected i'd love to just take them in and just groom them for free even like and you know that reward that you get just seeing that that dog's day has been a little made a little bit brighter honestly you can't beat it
0: absolutely and emma who who so far you mentioned uh, Pest Plus, uh, they've been a big supporter of yours. And who else have been your biggest supporters to this?
1: Oh well, you know your friends and your family. Like, obviously, tell like telling them what you're into. But you know what? Like myself, honestly, has been something that I've had to you know stick into something. Like you have to support yourself if if you want to do anything like and I've had to give give myself a little kick you know and just to say have the persistence to stick with something that you love and stick with something that you know you want to do and some days it can be very difficult like as I said like coming in and you can just have such a tough day and seeing a dog that's matted and you have poo all over your hands and you know this kind of way but like just, just my my I suppose my friends my family myself anyone who's really given me the opportunity to do what I love.
0: Fantastic and finally Emma what advice would you give to someone interested in a career in dog grooming?
1: Um, the advice that I would give to someone is know what you're going into Um don't think it's as easy and as lovely as it looks and now obviously I'm there, I wouldn't be discouraging anyone from it but, but just know what you're going into Um do a few grooms uh, don't rush yourself because that's the worst thing that you can do is people you start small start with wash and blow dries that's fine you don't have to rush it's not a competition a lot of groomers will go into it and they want to get the clippers out straight away and the scissors out straight away just remember the dangers that obviously are involved in grooming and have your supervision ask advice from people just stand over groomers that you know and just watch them that's what I find to be honestly the most helpful thing just watching people who are really really good at what they do and then slowly building up because obviously as, as i said there are dangers that are involved in, in grooming so don't rush into anything and you know go on it go if it's something that you want to do go for it go have fun work with dogs you know that that's all if it's something that you find that you're really interested in you love dogs it's the path that you want to go down go for it
0: fantastic emma Emma Cansdale, Trainee Dog, uh, Groomer in Cork. Thank you so much for joining us on The Big Bark today. And I wish you every success in your career.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It was lovely chatting with you.
0: No problem at all, Emma. Take care. And hopefully have you on again soon.
1: Hopefully soon. Thank you so much. Take care of yourself.
0: all right and a big thank you to emma once again for joining us today on the big back and now it's time to take a look at the dogs available for rehoming and this week we are looking at the wonderful limerick animal welfare who we've had on back on the podcast uh, back in episode two of series one and we're going to take a look now at some of the wonderful dogs available for our home First up, we have Banjo. Banjo is a one-year-old Labrador mix who is described as a gorgeous male, suitable for all types of homes, and he gets along very well with other dogs. We have Jeremy, a German Shepherd mix. He is very friendly, intelligent, and he gets along with other dogs and will make a great companion dog. And finally with the more. oh we've got lou lou is a beautiful lovable female beagle mix she loves her walks she gets along great with all other doggies and she's looking for her forever home if you want to check out any of the dogs available for your home from limerick animal welfare visit ie or Phone 063 911 10 after 11 a.m. or visit the sanctuary in Kilfinan daily between 12 and 3 p.m. Okay, so we're nearly at the end of our show now, and finally to pick our dog of the week from Instagram. And this week's uh, dog of the week is Leo, an uh, 18-month-old border collie mix. so, follow Leo on the handle on Instagram. I am Collie. That's I-A-M-C-O-L-L-I-E. You'll see some of the lovely pictures from Leo up there. Leo will be sending out some beautiful, Viva Healthy Pet Treats to you. So, we'll be in touch uh, later on, on Instagram to get your details from you. And... Okay, so that's all we have for you on today's show. Coming up on the next episode, we'll be looking at how to protect your dog in the cold weather. What you can do to protect your paws from the hard, cold, frosty ground. And we'll have more special guests to chat to and more dog owners to chat to about the bonds that they share with their wonderful paw pals. So we're going to be adding more features over the next few weeks. We'll be bringing back our poppy panel. We're going to be bringing a few new quizzes, a few new games to our show. But in the meantime, be sure to follow us on social media. So let me get you those social media details. These are the important ones. Okay, so what have we got? First up. We have our Facebook details. We ha- Find us on Facebook. On back in Mad Ireland. So that's all one word. On both Twitter. And on the gram. You can find us. With our handle. Barking. Understroke mad. Understroke IE. All of the episodes of the podcast. Are available on the big bark. IE. You can look us up on Spotify on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, on iHeartRadio and wherever you listen to your podcast, So be sure to head on over to your favourite podcast platform and hit the subscribe button. That's the one to make sure that you never miss an episode of The Big Bark again. Also, be sure to head on over to thebigbark.ie and leave us a review over there. Or you can us on iTunes too. Folks that's all for today. A big thank you from me. From Millie and Bruno. Who have at this stage. Those they are so tired from all the going. And are so tired from all the taking part. All the rubs that they got during the show. And of course. Once again a big happy birthday to Bruno. If your dog's birthday is coming up. Let us know. Be sure if you have any content of interest. Or anything that you feel will be interesting to have on the show. Also, let us know on that at info at thebigback.ie or thebigback at backinmad.ie. Have a great week and we'll catch you all on the next episode.